0: Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Man, we are so glad that you are here. Well, we're in the book of First Kings. Now, why would you say First Kings? Because it is the story of the people of God during uh, leadership transition, through value transition, through even religious transition in some ways. And man, if change happens in your life and you want to walk with the Lord through change, if you want to stay on top and you want to win through the change, First and Second Kings is a great place for us to be. And we are there absolutely today. So we're in chapter 4. Here's what's happened. Um, David has died, Solomon's king. He's cleaned house just prior to this. He's assembled his cabinet. His main people that are going to be closest to him, his inner circle, if you will. He's also delegated a lot of responsibility to 12 different groups of people to provide food uh, for uh, the king, and that means the king's uh, team. And his team's pretty big, somewhere between 15,000 to 36,000 people was considered at the king's table. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. So in verse 20, we talked about last time, just to mention it says this. Now, Judah and Israel were as many as the sand by the sea. They ate and they drank and they were happy. The result of effective management, the result of effective leadership is prosperity and peace. Those are the two things that happen in organizations and businesses, in churches and countries and governments. When you have great leadership, right? You're going to get prosperity and you're going to get peace. And this is exactly what we see flowing from Solomon's leadership. Now, I got to remember, Solomon, when asked by the Lord, hey, what do you want to lead my people? Solomon could have said anything, but he said, God, the task is big. There's a lot of people out there. I need your wisdom, listen, to do your work, your way for your people. And God granted it in abundance. And so what do you have following that? You have peace and you have prosperity. Then it goes on in the Bible, says this. Now, Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the Euphrates and the land of the Philistines into the border of Egypt, and they brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. So, in essence, the area which was established by David, who was a warrior king, Solomon got to rule and reign in peace. Here's another principle about leadership. When you follow great leaders, you inherit great things. (laughs) Now, Solomon didn't earn that those boundaries. He didn't earn that territory. He did nothing to get it. That was something that was given over to him by his father, who was a godly, excellent leader, who was a warrior king, who honored God and established established the, uh, the parameters of the kingdom. So now let's go on and look at the provision. Now, this is pretty crazy. Solomon's provision for one day was 30 cores of fine flour and 60 cores of meal, 10 fat oxen, and 20 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep, besides deer, gazelles, uh, roebucks, and fat fowl. Now, um, when you think about a core, that's not what we use today. So a core would equal, one core would equal 55 gallons or about 222 liters is about what it would equal. So think about this. Every single day, 30 55-gallon drums of flour and and meal, right, were brought to Solomon's house to feed his people, his kingdom. Now, to feed his table. Now, his table, again, consists of about 15,000 on the low end to as many as 36,000 on the high end. But you can imagine, right, you can picture the shipment every day going to Solomon's place <laughs> to feed everybody he's responsible for feeding. And then it goes on and said, for he had dominion over all the regions of the Euphrates from Tipsha to Gaza, over all the kings of west of the Euphrates, and he had peace on all sides around him. Again, that was a product of the leader before him. I cannot state strong enough why this is in the scripture. There is a principle it is observed in life it's observed in spiritual life It's observed by people who are godless great leaders produce great things david was a great leader he had established peace the boundaries and the borders of israel and he was able to hand that off to his son who followed him solomon and it was an and solomon got the benefit of great leadership now if you're active in a church today let me encourage you to look to your pastor for leadership i just believe you got a great pastor i'm just going to believe that You know, you can believe what you want to, but I just choose to believe positive things. I believe you have a great pastor. Follow his leadership. See what he can establish and put in place to do great things that's going to be handed off to the people that come behind you guys. And I'll bet you'll find some really great stuff. So then it goes on and then it gives a little bit more detail about what Solomon had just in his quote unquote personal household. So here we go. Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots. That's a lot of chariots. (laughs) And 12,000 horsemen. And those officers supplied provisions for the King Solomon and for all who came to Solomon's table, each one in his own month. Now, if you remember, just prior to this, we talked about how he divided that among 12 people and they had a month that they were expected to bring all of this stuff there. Why? Because delegation is the art of effective management. He got people involved. People stay connected. As a matter of fact, the scripture just told us. And they remained faithful until Solomon's final days. Solomon, listen, we're going to get into this. Solomon didn't always do the right thing. He dropped the ball on a lot of stuff. But because of his leadership, because of the way he led people and empowered people, they were faithful to him throughout his life. Then it goes on and finally says this. Now, barley also and straw for the horses and uh, swift steeds, uh, they brought... To the place where it was required, each according to his duty. So these 12 groups of people took care of the king until the very end. Listen, if you have a great leader in your church or your organization, honor them, respect him, compensate them well, take care of them. If you have a great leader doing great things, you want to keep him. Because there's a lot of leaders out there that aren't great. And listen, this is what's going to happen. They're going to produce an environment and create a culture that it's going to pass blessings onto next generation, to the next generation. And when you honor them, guess what will happen to you? You know, you know what it is. You're going to have unbelievable grace for your journey. I promise you will. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. Now, Lord, cause us to live for you in a way that is pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, God's blessings on you and we'll see you back here next time.